Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, December the 15th, 2021. It is currently 5.14 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church located right here in Ovalo, Texas. As always, thank you so very much for tuning in. You can always email me at newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And of course, if you are listening live using the Spreaker app, hit the little chat icon. You can offer thoughts, ask questions, you can give me your perspective. You can voice your disagreement if you so would like to do that. I don't know how anyone could ever disagree with me because I... I, I don't say anything that anyone could ever dis. Okay, I'm joking. Obviously, I say a lot of things that people disagree with, and I'm very, very much aware of that. But I think there's a lot of things going on, not only within the culture. I think there are a lot of things going on within the church right now. And I think that there, there needs to be voices out there warning, trying to wake people up, trying to get people to stop and think and to look around at the situation that we are currently facing. So let me try to put this, I, I right right when I got ready to hit the, the red go live button, right, I mean, just literally as my hand was getting ready to, to, to reach over on the laptop and, 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 and click the button to start everything, as soon as I was getting ready to start the live broadcast, this thought came into my mind, but I didn't have, obviously I didn't have time to, to write it down or, or to formulate it, but I, I just want you to at least think about this. Do you think that right now we are witnessing a very interesting thing happening in the church and in the culture? Do you think that right now the church is becoming more secular, more political, and the culture is becoming more spiritual. Now, I know, I know you're going to immediately disagree, but just think about it. Do you believe that right now we're witnessing a very weird transition? The church is becoming less spiritually minded, definitely less theologically minded. The theological abandoning of historical biblical theology, that started a long time ago in the church. I, I've, I've told you before when I was a teenager in the church, I was like, what is the deal here? I... I, as someone who, you know, became a Christian as a teenager and wasn't raised in the church, I didn't go to church. I didn't want to go to church for f- pizza parties, lock-ins, capture the flag, trips to Six Flags, all of the nonsense and games. I, I, I wanted Bible and Bible study and doctrine and church history, and I wanted answers to questions. So I, I couldn't understand what in the world the church was doing. So they were abandoning, in a sense, theology and many things going all the way back. But I think as we've moved forward, the church is becoming more and more politically minded, not spiritually minded, not biblically minded. And is it possible, but that within the culture, no, they're not turning to Christianity. Now listen, it's not a Christian spirituality. It's not a historical biblical Christianity, but is it possible, but that the society is becoming more spiritual. They, the society Think about it. It's it's really weird. The church is looking at the culture. It's like the culture is so messed up. We've got to do something. We've got to change this. We've got to fight this. And they're looking to politics. They're looking to fight a culture war to change the culture and fix the culture, preserve the culture, 
reclaim the culture, whatever whatever words they want to use. And, and it, it seems, and I, I really believe that there's an element of truth to this. The church is becoming more secular-minded, and when I say secular, that it, they're looking at it from a political ideology. They're looking at it from a cultural perspective. They'll throw in a little Jesus. They'll throw in a Bible, but something else seems to be really guiding their thinking and their actions, Even and we've seen this even during the pandemic. But while all of that's going on, and the culture they are beginning to adopt and look that that the culture is looking around going, man, the world is messed up. Like everyone seems to think the world is messed up, whether in the culture or in the church, the culture is looking around going, man, the world is messed up. We need some kind of spirituality. And they're looking to some form of spirituality to answer the church abandoned spirituality for a political solution well, the culture is looking to spirituality to give them some peace, some comfort, some optim, uh, some, some kind of optimism, some kind of purpose. It, it just seems that we're seeing a weird, like we're in the twilight zone. Now, now you, I know you may disagree with me, and I, you're going to say, no, but we go to church, we preach the Bible, we sing. I know that, but there's just something hijacking the way Christians think. And it doesn't seem biblical. It seems more secular, more political, more fleshly than it does spiritual. And then the culture right now, there's this weird embracing of a lot of spiritual ideas, spiritual concepts that are not historical biblical Christianity. I raise, I I, I asked this question because of a news article. I shared this uh, with uh, a number of people um, and to, to get their thoughts and everyone's had kind of a, a unique perspective. But let me just, this article was published on December the 14th, 2021. And here is the headline. Is a new kind of religion forming on the internet? Is a new kind of religion forming on the internet? Now, now just think about this. A new kind of religion. This would demonstrate that the culture is looking for some kind of religious or spiritual something and they're not looking to the church because I think they, I think many in the culture now see the church as a political institution, not a religious one. They're like, I'm sick of the church because I don't like your politics. I, you hear young people say that. I don't, I, I hate the church because I hate their politics. And you're like, whoa, what did the church do to convince young people that we are political? Well, the church, the church won't realize that we've made horrible mistakes in doing this. But while that's going on, Look, people will always turn to something spiritual because we are created in the image of God. There is a spiritual part of us and it will always look for something spiritual. It will, even if it rejects the true God, it will look for something. That's where no matter where, what culture, what, what civilization we uncover, we will find that they had some religious ideas, some religious concepts because people will always look to something spiritual because there's there's something built into us because we're creating the image of God that we know there's more than just the physical, more than just the material materialistic world. There's always going to be some looking for that. And the culture right now, you think is becoming, in some ways you would say the culture is becoming more and more secular. It's becoming more secular and it's abandoning that. Okay, here, now listen to me. The culture is becoming more secular as far as it has abandoned organized religion. The culture is becoming more secular that it's abandoned the church. It's leaving the church. 
It's leaving organized religion. But that doesn't mean that the culture is any less spiritual. In many cases, I think it's becoming more spiritual. It's just adopting spiritual concepts and ideas that are absolutely opposed to historical biblical Christianity. The church is leaving spirituality for politics. Well, the culture is leaving the church, ignoring the church, looking for something spiritual. I'm telling you, there's something weird going on, and we need more and more Christians talking about this and looking at what is happening. So let's look at this. So they asked the question, is a new kind of religion forming on the internet? Algorithms are surfacing content that combines Christian ideas like prosperity gospel. Now, right there, I'm going to stop right here. I don't believe prosperity gospel is a Christian idea. I believe it's heretical. It's a cancer, but yet Christians wouldn't stand and fight against it. We, uh, we, I mean, I mean, some Christians did, but there should have been just a, a war declared on prosperity gospel. There should have been a war declared going prosperity gospel. No, you're not Christian. You shouldn't be on Christian television. You shouldn't be on Christian radio. You shouldn't be in Christian bookstores. You're not Christian, all right? Because it's, it's, it's not. But so here's what's happening. We got algorithms, surfa- surfacing content that combines. Here's what it's combining. Prosperity gospel. I'm not even going to call it Christianity. Prosperity gospel with new age and non-Western spirituality, along with some conspiracy theories. So you have prosperity gospel, you have new age, non-Western spirituality, and then throw in a few drops of conspiracy theories. And that this is becoming a new religion out there on the internet. Let's continue. I quote, it just doesn't sit right with me, begins a TikTok by a user uh, by a user named Evelyn Juarez. It's a breakdown of the tragedy at Astroworld, the Travis Scott concert in early November where eight people died and more than 300 were injured. But the video isn't about what actually happened there. It's about the supposed satanic symbolism of the set. They're trying to tell us something. We just keep ignoring all the signs, reads its captions, followed by hashtag wake up, witchcraft, and Illuminati. Now, let's make it very clear. This conspiratorial thinking, the Illuminati, witchcraft, all of it, that kind of conspiratorial thinking has been floating around the internet for a very, very, very long time. And there have been Christians who've definitely brought in some of that within Christianity. But Christianity right now is so confused and I think, again, becoming have become so political that now you've got people in the culture who are looking for answers. They can't look to the church for answers because the church is just a, a train wreck. So they now mix a lot of like ideas together. And the, the new preacher, the new mega churches are not on the the street corner, they're on TikTok. The new theologians are not sitting in a seminary, they're sitting on TikTok, they're they're sitting on YouTube, They're, they're on social media. And they now are becoming the theologians of this generation 
They're becoming the preachers of this generation. Maybe that's a little exaggerated, but I think it's something that we have to greatly consider. And I believe many churches are doing a horrible job and even addressing or acknowledging these realities. But let's continue, all right? Juarez is a 25-year-old in Dallas, is a typical TikToker, albeit a quite popular one, with 1.4 million followers. I want you to think about this. Here's a TikToker making TikTok videos. 1.4 million uh, subscribers or viewers or followers. 1.4 million followers. Now, I would just ask you, ask you, even, even large megachurches, even large megachurches, how many uh, followers do they have on, on social media? How many? How many views do they have on, on their YouTube videos or their TikTok videos? When we, we were doing a, uh, a series where we were looking at some of the most influential churches in America, some of the most absolutely most influential churches in America, and whenever I, I, we would, whenever I would do an episode, I would give you some information about the church, where it was located. We would, we would take a look at their website, if they're on YouTube. And I can't remember the name of the church, but there was a church. I think they had like 8,000, 8 to 10,000 people who show up every Sunday. But what was absolutely staggering to me is I think we were on their YouTube page. And I'm like, that's got 25 views. <laughs> that's, that's got 75 views. That, that's what, what in the world? So in other words, even people, people in their church wasn't even viewing the content being created by the church. Now, right there is the most discouraged. Don't even get me started about how discouraging that is. Sometimes that happens. But, but I mean, so, but the point is, is they were having no actual meaningful influence in the world of YouTube. None. I mean, meaningless. I mean, 25 50, I think, I think we, we, there was one video with 75 viewers that had been up for like a year. I'm like 75. Now, I look, I understand YouTube is its own, you know, entity that requires certain skills to be able to be effective. I understand that. Now, to be fair, all of that, all of their content was actual videos and not just sermons. They were doing like morning devotional studies, afternoon. They were adding additional content but they were not having they were not having much of an impact. So you're like, so just think about this. Here's a mega church, thousands of people go. Now those people who go, they don't even bother to to support their church's content, which is very frustrating. And here's the reason why: YouTube is so much driven by algorithms that if if everyone in that church was watching those videos, they would have thousands and thousands of views, which then would push their content to more to the algorithms to be sent out to more people. It's just like the more people who watch your content, engage with your content with comments, thumbs up, writing reviews on on Apple Podcasts, wherever, that's how more and more people discover it. So there's, in other words, they couldn't even get their church behind their content. So therefore, they weren't going to get, get, get any reach, very few people out there. But the point is, if you look at that engagement, and now you've got a TikToker, 1.4 million followers? Wh- wh- who has the influence now? The pastor or the TikToker? Who has the influence now? The pastor or the, or the young person on YouTube? 
Now, that's we've always known that the culture is going to have the people who are the who are the influencers, right? They're, they're, you're always going to have those people in culture who rise to some level of fame and they're influencing. In many cases, the church can never compete. We understand that. And those are people who reach, you know, celebrity status. But now you don't even have to truly reach celebrity status in a sense that you're a pop culture phenomenon, but you can be there on social media accounts, on so on TikTok or wherever, reaching millions of people. And, and you're just the average person. The church has to consider like how many voices are out there now that are more influential than any church in any city. Now, it's one thing that they have their influence, but if that influence starts becoming theological, if it starts becoming religious, if it starts becoming spiritual, then a new spirituality and a sense of new religion begins to emerge. And that's when we have to take notice. So we've got this Evelyn Juarez, right? Right now, her, that, that video they just described was more conspiratorial than spiritual, but it, it did mix in Satanism thrown in a little bit there as well. But let's continue. So Juarez, a 25-year-old in, in Dallas, a typical TikToker, albeit, if I say TikToker, TikToker, I apologize, albeit a quite popular one with 1.4 million followers. Many of her videos reveal an interest in true crime and conspiracy theories. The Gabby Petito case, for instance, or Lil Nas X Devil Shoes, which we talked about Lil Nas X's Devil Shoes here on the Theology Central podcast, or the theory that multiple world governments are holding information, hiding information about Antarctica. One of her videos from November suggests that a survey sent to Texas residents about the use of electricity for critical health care could signify that something is coming and the state government knows it. All right. So again, very conspiratorial thinking. Her beliefs are reminiscent of many others on the internet. People who speak of bad vibes, demonic spirits, or a cosmic calamity looming just over the horizon. One that the government may be trying to keep secret. Juarez tells me that she was raised Christian. Although at age 19, she began to have a more personal relationship with God outside of organized religion. Now we have a generation that's leaving the church. They're done with the church. Many left the church because they see the church as a political institution now, and but they have not left spirituality. Leaving the church doesn't mean they've abandoned spirituality. It means they now look for an alternative spirituality, which is more personalized. And it's more personalized by pulling from, basically, it's a buffet-styled spirituality. They just pull from anything, and if they feel it fits, they keep it. They can just use anything they want. And they become now the preachers, the influencers, and the church is some antiquated thing of the past with no influence and no reach and because everyone is either abandoning it because, again, they see it as being political. The church is not offering anything spiritual in many cases. I mean, something to at least consider. Today, she identifies more as spiritual. Please note, she identifies as spiritual as an increasing number of many young people do. So an increasing number of young people now identify as spiritual, not as Christian, but as spiritual. See, they're, they're, they're turning to spirituality. They've abandoned Christianity 
I believe the church has abandoned spirituality in favor of politics and for culture wars uh, because they want to they want to save America, make America great again, whatever they're doing. But the young people are like, we want something spiritual. Now, the only problem is they want a spirituality shaped by them. They want to create their own spirituality. It's a do-it-yourself spirituality, but it is occurring. And they've got their preachers out there preaching right there on, on Spotify. Wherever podcasts can be found, they're out there or on TikTok, making their TikTok videos. And in many cases, making money while doing it. Um, Many of them working out their ideas in real time online. Many of them are working out their ideals, their spirituality in real time online, which makes it fascinating to listen to, right? Here they are, and you see them in a sense, well, deconstructing or working it out, putting it together, which makes it fascinating. So people watch their spiritual journeys take place. In many cases, people feel that they're offering something far more interesting than maybe what? the church is doing. Something to at least once again consider. They may talk about manifesting their dreams and faceless sex traffickers waiting to install tracking devices on women's parked cars. Some might act almost as prophets, spreading the good word and guiding prospective believers, while others might just lurk in the comments. They might believe all or some of these ideas, Part of the draw of internet spirituality is that it's perfectly pick and choosable. But more than anything, they believe in the importance of keeping an open mind to whatever else might be out there. So it's a pick and choose spirituality. It's a pick and choose. Now, I know what you're saying, but that just seems ridiculous. That's illogical. That's like a relativistic spirituality that anything can be true. Therefore, nothing can be false. So what is truth? So what do you really get? I understand. I think it's vain. I think it's bankrupt. I think it's sad that they're grasping at basically, you know, air. They're, they're grasping at sand. They're grasping at water that's just going to leak, the, you know, flow right through their fingertips and they're going to be left with nothing of meaning because they don't really have anything. But the problem is, why are they grasping for that? Because they look over at the church and maybe all they see is politics. Maybe, I I don't know. the, The church has to figure out how do we talk to those individuals. How do we do that? And obviously we need a a, a younger generation of Christians coming up who are actually want to use technology to speak to those young people, calling them to a historical biblical faith in Christ, not just merely condemning them, but offering them, giving them an idea of what true Christianity is, not compromising Christianity, Not taking away that Christianity is about thus saith the Lord and there is right and there is wrong, there is truth and there is falsehood because Christianity can never give that up or it stops being Christianity. But many Christian young people, are they're not interested in doing anything with the tech. They're they're, they're more interested in building their little mini kingdoms where they can create podcasts or YouTube channels about them and about their hobby and they have no interest in actually reaching the generation that they're a part of. And many in the church don't seem incapable of using technology. 
I'm sometimes just, I'm absolutely dumbfounded by what many churches do. It's like, we've got a website. We, 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 we have our podcast out there. What's your podcast? Well, it's just the sermons. Okay, you can't do anything else? Nothing? You can't think of anything else to talk? You can't think of anything else that could possibly be meaningful? You got a staff, you've got technology, you've got money, you got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars going to all, and you can't come up with any idea what to do. Like, if I had a staff, if I had young people, I, I could come up with a million ideas. Okay, here's, okay, I need you doing this. Oh, you're good at making TikTok videos. Okay, what can we do to, to create TikTok videos that could get across a historical, biblical Christian perspective that would be interesting? Like, I need young people to create, but you've got to find the people willing to actually, well, first you've got to have the people in the church actually supporting what you're doing, right? they got to be listening. they got to be subscribing. They should be the ones out there writing reviews, giving thumbs up, giving five-star to help your content get out there. Then they've got to listen to it. They've got to share it. And then you want them using their talents to help create more. But in many cases, it's like, I don't know what churches. I go to church websites all the time. I'm like, okay, that's it? That's all you've got to offer? I mean, it's it's like, it's it's so, it's like the church is so far behind the rest of the culture. I, 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 I just... Okay, but we've got something going on in, in, the, in the culture. Now, they go on. So the author of this article asked someone by the name of Joseph Russo, a professor of anthropology at Wesleyan, Univer- Wesleyan University, if this loosely related web of beliefs could ever come together to form its own kind of religion. And here is the answer from this professor of anthropology at Wesleyan University. I think it already has. Have we lived to see the rise of a new religion? I think we are witnessing the absolute corrupting and dying of historical biblical Christianity being written slowly but surely out of existence. A new religion is forming and the church seems to be oblivious to it. Yes, no. I mean, in fact, I'll just give you an example. Saturday mornings, Saturday mornings on uh, American Family Radio, and a lot of times on Saturday mornings, I'm driving here to do podcasts. Um, I, I, they have a number of programs that come on that are so-called Christian apologists, right? Apologetics programs. So these are these are people supposed to be trying to give an answer to a lost and dying world. And I cannot tell you over the last year or two how many of the episodes are dedicated to the pandemic is not real. You don't need to wear a mask. It's just all of the, and I'm like, really? So a Christian apologetics now is arguing about masks, the effectiveness of masks, the get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, and not dealing with, wait, we got a a new religion forming out here and we need to have some answers to it. And it's like, what is going? It's like many of their issues are, it's like, it's like, Either it's dealing when it deals with current events. In many cases, it's almost political, and it and then the other times it seems like they're dealing with apo- apologetic issues of twenty years ago. And it's like I think the young people have kind of moved on from some of these questions. Now I'm not saying they always do that. I'm saying that there was enough. There's been enough times that I've taken notice. Going, this is Christian apologetics now. Really? Okay. Well. 
I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. I, I don't even know what to say. They, they refer to this new religion as call it the religion of just asking questions. Now, I can relate to that religion because I do that in my preaching as I ask a lots of questions. I'm, I, I'm, I like when people ask questions. Now, the problem is the younger generation loves questions. They don't like dogmatic answers. So they will ask the questions, but when you provide a dogmatic answer, that's in many cases, then they'll just tune out and say, I don't, I don't, you're toxic, you're, you're judgmental. And you're like, well, you do realize the pursuit of truth has to have some form of, but in many cases, they don't want truth, but that's okay. So they call it a religion of just asking questions or the religion of doing your own research. It's still in its infancy and has involved and has evolved in an attempt to correct a societal wrong. That the world, is, the world is a pretty, and then they use an explicit word here, starts with an F. This is a pretty effed up place, and it doesn't seem like the current system of dealing with it is really working. So maybe something else is going on, something just out of reason's reach. So again, I want you to hear that. The young people are like, the world is messed up. It's messed up, and nobody has any answers. So maybe the answers are beyond our reach. So let's ask a lot of questions about it. And the church is over here going, we're not going to wear a mask. We're not going to social distance. We need to get Donald Trump reelected. You know, and you're like, what? And the, the church just seems like this old man yelling, get off my yard, get off my yard. Okay. And you're like, what? And the world is going on. The young people are like, the world's messed up. Anybody got any answers? Take off that mask. Stop being a sheep. Don't listen to anybody. You know, get off my yard. It's like, what in the world? What in the world? Or or, or, or the, the other forms of Christianity are just so insane with a lot of the charismatic nonsense that, that it's just like, they don't have any answers. They've, they're out of their mind. So the young people are like, just forget all of that. The church is crazy. They're nuts. They're, 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 they're a thing of the past. We don't need them anymore. We're done with them. Let's form a new religion without even calling it a religion, but it's the formation of a new religion just happening naturally and organically on the internet and on TikTok. And if we're paying attention, we may see it. Some of you keep up with what's going on TikTok. Again, I don't uh, because, I mean, I, I, my, my family is always sending me TikTok videos, always. Many of them hilarious. Usually they're always funny and hilarious. But I'm just like, I don't have time to sit there and just watch a, a thousand, you know, TikTok videos a day. I've got other things to do. But I, I do think it's important to keep up with what's going on on there, especially if we're having a, a slow but surely arise. Or, well, according to this professor, it's already here, but it's evolving. And it's evolving because they believe the world is a pretty messed up place. I'm using messed up. They use a stronger word, obviously. Um. The religion of the internet has also already culminated in real-world violence, the most obvious examples being the QAnon-related coup on January the 6th and the conspiracy theories surrounding life-saving vaccines. Yet it is more uh, the, the effects have been likewise transformative. So the effects have been transformative. They are there. Uh, they go on to say um, – Considering the widespread mainstreaming of astrology over the past decade, the renewed interest in holistic medicine, 
or the girl boss optimism of multi-level marketing companies. These are all frameworks of belief that question traditional logic and institutional thought. For instance, that science-backed medicine practices work better uh, to cure diseases than essential oils, uh, that 99% of people who sign up for an MLM end up losing money, or that the idea that your entire personality can be determined by the positioning of the stars at the time of your birth is fundamentally false. These are beliefs that cast oneself as the, in fact, let me read this again. So I'm gonna go through these again. These are all frameworks of belief that question traditional logic and institutional thought. For for instance, the traditional logic, the 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 institutional thought would be that science-backed medicine practices work better to cure diseases than essential oils. However, that's called into question. No, 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 no. Essential oils is better than science-backed medicine, medicine, medicinal practices or medical practices. All right. So it goes against that idea that 99% who sign up for an MLM end up losing money or that the idea that your entire personality can be determined by the position of the stars at the time of your birth is fundamentally false. These are beliefs that cast oneself as the exception to the normal rules of the universe, that perhaps even the data, even if the data says that rates of violent crimes have dropped considerably since the 90s, you personally are in far graver danger than you were in the year before. So in other words, what's happening is the, all of these things are rising up and what they're basically doing is calling everything into question. You can't trust anything, doubt everything, and you form basically your own beliefs, your own beliefs, which would include question everything about Christianity and everything about the church to form your own beliefs. And this way of thinking has infiltrated the church where everything is conspiracy and they throw out these ideas that in many cases are just you're like, that's not true. That's not accurate. That's, but it doesn't matter how many, how much information you send them. They will always say, well, I don't believe that information. I reject that information. And this way of thinking has even infiltrated the church. So, all right. I, I think there's a lot there to consider. 2020 was the first year on record that the majority of Americans said they do not belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque. From the 1930s to the turn of the 21st century, around 70% of Americans did belong to one. Americans, particularly younger ones, increasingly report that they have no religious preference or have some put it, it's the rise of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, but perhaps none doesn't quite tell the whole story. And this is very important. When, when some of these studies come out, everybody's like, well, see, this, the people have abandoned spirituality, they've abandoned all of that, and they become very secular, they become very materialistic. There may be some truth of that, but I think I think the deeper story is they may be none as far as a religious affiliation. In other words, they're no longer linked to a specific religion or to a church, but they are still, in fact, maybe even more so spiritual. And that is what I think many have missed in reporting some of these uh, facts. The religion of the internet basically brings forth questions like, what's the harm in believing and why should not be prepared for the worse? The deeper you go, the harder these questions are to answer. Perhaps it's all because of the Puritans. They were the ones, after all, who consecrated the American legacy of individualism, piety, and hard work at the expense of all else. Or maybe it came out of the recurrent phenomenon of Protestant-led Great Awakenings that have peppered U.S. history 
since before it was a country, social movements that preach the importance of one's personal relationship with God outside of organized rituals and ceremonies. All right, so they're looking for maybe a historical cause, and you could just go back to a a large portion of the Protestant, uh, with a, a large number of groups emerging from the Protestant Reformation was all about, it's you and your personal relationship with God. And they so emphasized that, that in many, they downplay the importance of a church or a doctrinal statement or theology. It's about loving Jesus. It's not about theology. It's not about doctrine. It's not about going to seminary. It's not about, it's about loving Jesus. Love Jesus. You love Jesus and you don't need all of this other stuff. That's been very much emphasized in the Protestant world. So they're saying maybe that's what ultimately led to this. Now, you can get into a long, lengthy discussion there, but okay. Um, It was the idea that you could perfect yourself, your health, and your circumstances, explains Mary Wren, an economics professor at the University of West of England, Bristol, who, who studied neoliberalism and religion. This eventually culminated in the prosperity gospel, known best for its charismatic leaders preaching financial wealth and the widespread practice of manifesting, or the idea that in order to make positive things happen in your life, all you have to do is pretend as though those things already are. It's during periods of economic crisis that we really see it start to flourish, says Wren, because many of the churches where it's preached can be attended virtually. The message travels much further. It's a lot easier to have believers when you don't have to physically be in a church. The portability of the message is what makes people people believers in the prosperity gospel, even where they're not necessarily regular church goers. Uh, let's see, how far here do we have? Oh, this goes, okay, this goes a long ways. All right, so I'm not going to be able to read all of this right now. All right, so they're, they're going to pursue a lot of ideas. What I will try to do, um, because I want everyone to read all of this article, and maybe we can come back and address more if, if people are interested. I will uh, get a link posted, theologycentral.net in the blog section, theologycentral.net in the blog section. I will get it there. I, I will post it again in the Theology Central Discord channel. I will post it there as well. And I would love everyone to read this and just give their thoughts. There's so much more I would like to read here, so much more but I didn't realize how long this article is. I mean, this goes a long ways. Um, okay, here's here's what... Uh, I'll just go down to the very end here. Um, I believe there's good and evil, Juarez tells me. When I ask whether in her videos about the satanic symbolism of Astroworld, she was speaking literally or figuratively. If someone is hurting and as a human being, you don't take action, that means you lack empathy and that doesn't come from a good place. That to me is demonic. Now, see, here's, here's the thing. In this new kind of religion, they'll borrow from biblical terminology, demons, Satan. Okay, well, what do they mean by that? Evil, right? They, see, they, because this is very important. No matter how much, this is so very important. No matter how much the culture abandons Christianity, no matter how much it walks away from the church, it cannot help itself but looking at the world and still labeling some actions as evil and some actions as good. They're still going to do that. And whenever I hear them do that, I'm always happy because I'm like, okay, great. You think that's evil? 
All right, now, now we can ask some very important theological questions. What makes it evil? Where did you get the morality in order to determine that that is evil and that is good? You're, you have to have a system of morality which says that is evil and that is evil for all people at all times or it, are you, it's just your opinion. If it's just your opinion, then why are you telling everyone that it's evil? Because it's just your opinion. It doesn't matter. So then you can get into some real questions about morality, transcendent morality, you know, where does mora- morality originate? Does it or- originate from the individual? Does it originate from the majority? Does it or- originate from the minority? Or does it originate from God? You can get into some very important questions there. But I just think it's interesting that here's this person on TikTok who's uh, basically walked away from Christianity, but still using terms like evil, good, demonic. Those are, those are terms. And then, uh, then uh, the author says, that makes sense, I tell her. And on a level, I don't quite understand, but nonetheless, I feel it does. So even this person admits, I don't really understand their perspective, but hey, that's okay. At least I kind of feel that it makes it. Well, okay, that just demonstrates how bankrupt the whole, this new religion is. And there's a lot more there to describe it. But here's what we need to do. We need to realize this. The church is an absolute mess right now. There's no question about it. The church just feels like something that's antiquated, out of date, out of touch. All of the little little clever ideas the churches came up with that we were going to reach a younger generation. It's seeker sensitive, bringing in contemporary music, turning the church into a circus, fun, food, activities, all of the games and fun and, and just cheesiness and all of the ridiculousness that came flooding into the church to reach a younger generation. It clearly, it, it didn't work because the younger generation walked away. It's now antiquated. It's now foolish. No one even takes it serious anymore. So, so the young people have moved away. They're walked away. And the church is now seeming that it's just they're yelling and screaming at everyone. You're all wrong. And, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fight to get this culture back to where it was supposed to be. And the church is so walking in darkness that it doesn't even, it's so stumbling around in darkness. It doesn't realize that no, 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 what we have is still, we have God's word and we got to get rid of the politics. We got to get rid of all of this. We just got to get back to preaching God's word, calling people to faith in Christ, discipling people, teaching them the word of God, teaching them that it's true, helping them understand how to interpret the Bible, how to apply it to their, to their uh, situations in a correct way, not wrong interpretation. Get rid of all the false doctrine, get rid of all of the nonsense, get rid of all the false promises, and most importantly, be a place where people can come and ask lots of difficult questions, where you can in, in investigate things in a deep way without fear of asking those questions. But the church just seems so out of touch right now with everything. And now the the preachers are the preachers of this new religion where it's a mixture of just basically take whatever you want. And the preachers now have millions of followers and listeners and getting millions of downloads using the internet, using TikTok, using podcasts. And the church just seems to be like, well, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And I'm like, what, 
What do you mean you don't know what to do? All of those platforms are available to us as well. You've got to get young people. You've got to get people who will take the technology and try to use it to the best of its, uh, their ability. Now, look, you're limited by what you can. I'm limited by what I can do. I'm one, I'm, for one, I'm just one person. So that, that really limits me, right? Two, I'm in the middle of nowhere with <laughs> very little resources. But I know this. I'm going to use everything in my, I'm going to use everything I have to try to get my voice to as many places as possible to talk about everything from a theological perspective. Not, I know that not everyone's going to agree with my perspective, but I want it to be out there that like, oh, here's a theological perspective. Here's a theological, I don't agree with this, but at least I get to hear what a, that perspective is. They may disagree, but at least they get to hear it. And uh, I, I think that we're going to have to do better at that. I really do. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. The church, sometimes I'm just baffled by what the church is. I've always been baffled by it. I've always been like, all right, so you're a pastor. And you don't believe you have any responsibility to do any more than preach one sermon. And if, you, if you're asked to preach two or three sermons in a week, you feel like that you're going to be, you're going to reach burnout. You can't do anymore. And it's too hard. And I mean, I've heard pastors like, I don't know how you could preach three sermons in a week. That's just too much. And I'm like, and I know I'm throwing my pencil. I'm like, what? That's too much? What is, it's too hard for you? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. So, but um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to look here. I'm just curious. Because I'm, I'm trying to think of, of pastors who had a, have had a profound impact using a, a lot of technology. You see here. You see here, Stephen. Furtick, okay. Stephen Furtick, he's super popular. Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna do a question here. Because he's he's he seems he he seems to have been very influential on the internet. He does put a lot of content out. Now typically it, it shows up uh Let's see. Okay, Stephen Furtick has 799,000 followers. 799,000. Now, again, that's still less than that girl on, on TikTok. She has 1.4 million. Now, he has, he's, a, he's a megachurch pastor, but right there just demonstrates his, who's more influential, Stephen Furtick or a girl on, on TikTok? It's something to consider. Now, again, I'm not saying Christians are ever going to be as influential as the people in the world. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what has transpired is now we just got your everyday individual in the world who almost becomes a preacher for their message. And Christians, in many cases, are, are, are even the megachurches are not that influential. But what are we doing to get our message out there to at least be in the same marketplace as these other preachers of this new religion that has emerged from the internet? We've, we've got to do what we can. That's all I'm saying. That's all we can do. We've got to use our ability, our, we got to use our time, our talent, and our treasure. I hate to go with the, those basic things that I know you hear every time someone preaches stewardship, but if we don't use what we have, then, then, then we have no voice in, the, in this new religion. We, we have no say-so. And um, I, I, 
I just, I just, it just doesn't seem like churches are, are strategically figuring out what to do. Now, we know how it ended. We know that it ended in a horrible way. We know Mars Hill's church had this a massive explosion to this cultural phenomenon with a massive influence. Millions of people were downloading Mark Driscoll's sermons every week. He hired an entire team, our audio, visual. They had people working on websites and blogs. And they, they had, they, I mean, they were reaching and influencing a, a, a generation using everything disposed, everything available to them, using the internet, using, you know, uh, audio sermons, just video, at music. They were, they were everywhere. And yes, sadly, it all blew up and imploded and it's sad and it's tragic. It's discouraging. It's disheartening. But after that, I just feel like that that was like there was a point there that the church was really finding its foothold and being influential. And now I just feel like the church is like it's not anymore. It's just I don't know what it is. It just seems like something from the past and a new religion is emerging and, and because I think the church has abandoned, abandoned even the Great Commission fervor. It's more about fighting a culture war than, than, than trying to reach people. You, you can, I, I, I've thrown a lot of ideas out there. I wish, I wish that article wasn't as long as it was because there's so much more I would like to work through there. Maybe we'll come back to it. But there you have it, theologycentral.net. I'll try to get a, a, a short post and then get a link to the article so that you can read it for yourself. Or if you're on Discord for the Theology Central group, if you want to join the Discord channel, just email me, newsif at yahoo.com. I'll send you a link, newsif at yahoo.com. And then you can read the article there and, and we'll comment and discuss it as well. There's, there's, there's something happening. And I just feel like everything is turned upside down. And I'm still trying to process everything about it. But I think we all need to be giving it serious thought. And for those of you who go to church, I mean, you tell me. I mean, some of you go to large churches, lots of resources. You can tell me what's going on there. You can tell me, maybe I, maybe I, my perspective is completely just wrong. Maybe, maybe I don't see it. Maybe there's more going on than I can actually see. You tell me um, what, what, what's going on? What, what's, what's the, what's the mission? What, 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 what are, what are the strategies? What, what's going on? And again, I don't say we should come up with strategies that compromise the truth of the gospel, but we do have tools that we should be using. So right, I'll stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, thanks for listening, and I'll be back on the air shortly. God bless.